0: crusade channel news news you can trust because the truth can be trusted from the crusade channel news desk here's janet huxley good morning crusaders welcome to tuesday october the 3rd 2023 i'm janet huxley at the crusade channel news desk live from the Dothan ranch and farm south of kansas city missouri This newscast is brought to you by the Founders Trade and Post, featuring our very own gourmet coffee, Capuchin Dark Roast, in whole bean and fresh ground. Start your morning like a crusader with a fresh-brewed cup of Capuchin Dark Roast coffee, available at mikechurch.com forward slash shop. Here's what to listen for this hour. U.S. Supreme Court rejects challenge to block Trump in 2024. Top House Democrats resigned from leadership after colleagues voiced discomfort about attacks on Biden. Nine-year-old girl feared to have been abducted in upstate New York found alive, suspect with history of sex abuse in custody. And just how welcoming should the Catholic Church be? Well, they're pulling out all the stops, but the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday declined to take a long shot challenge to former President Donald Trump's eligibility to appear on New Hampshire's ballots during the 2024 election. One, John Anthony Castro filed an appeal with the Supreme Court several weeks ago, claiming the president should be disqualified after a reading of a section of the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment. Mr. Castro, a Texas lawyer who's running for president, (laughs) claimed that President Trump partook in an insurrection against the federal government because of the January 6th, 2021 Capitol breach. The decision by the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida dismissing petitioner John Anthony Castro's civil action on the grounds that he lacks constitutional standing to sue another candidate who is allegedly unqualified to hold public office. At the same time, he asserted that because he's a Republican candidate, President Trump's name appearing on the ballot injures his ability to obtain donations. According to records from the Federal Election Commission, Mr. Castro hasn't even raised any money for his campaign and appears to have given his own campaign $20 million. Well, the Epic Times writes it exactly right. His petition with the High Court comes as a number of left-wing activist groups have tried to block the president from appearing on state ballots using similar rationale, for crying out loud. Top House Democrat resigns from leadership after colleagues voiced discomfort about his attacks on Biden. Our political affairs correspondent Magdalene Rose reports. Congressman Dean Phillips, a Democrat from Minnesota, recently stepped down from his House Democrat leadership role in a move that Fox News Digital is told was not forced, but the writing was on the wall over his calls for a primary challenger to Joe Biden. Fox News Digital is told that Phillips was not pushed out of his role and that the leadership was generally supportive of Phillips, but that his criticism of Joe Biden caused ripples in the caucus. It's never a good idea to talk about primering the main leader of your party, in this case the president of the United States, and it's a bit short-sighted thinking that you could do so and not be forced out. Being forced out doesn't mean it's being said to you officially, it means it's being told to you unofficially, and you have to do it to have any semblance of a political future left. For the Crusade Channel, I'm political affairs correspondent Magdalene Rose. The nine-year-old girl who vanished from an upstate New York park has been found safe and a suspect involved in her disappearance is in custody, officials announced on Monday. Charlotte Senna is in good health after she went missing during a bike ride while camping with her family at Lake Moreau State Park on Saturday, state police said. The little girl's mother feared her trusting daughter had been abducted from a trail through the park called Loop A where her bike was found, a theory authorities had said was quite possible. State police confirmed during the investigation they identified an individual who was in the park around the time Senna went missing. When investigators searched multiple homes tied to that person, they located Senna around 6.30 p.m. Monday and took a suspect into custody, authorities said. Sources told the Albany Times, Senna is believed to have been found in a trailer next to a house in Milton where one of the suspect's relatives lives. The newspaper reported, citing sources, the suspect is a 51-year-old man who was convicted in 1997 for sodomy. Praise God, they found her, and our prayers were answered. Again, she is said to be in good health. Our quote of the day, nothing great is ever achieved without enduring much, St. Catherine of Siena. And coming up, our saint of the day, the little flower of Jesus, a very well-known nun who passed away at a young age of TB. You're listening to Crusade Channel News. Hey, my incorrigible bibliophile bros, if you only have time to read one book this summer, well, then go ahead and read the Holy Bible, but... If you have time to read two books, then read The Restoration of Christian Culture by John Senior. And for extra credit, if you have time to squeeze three books in, then add The Destruction of Christian Culture by Mr. Senior. All available in our massive book selection at shop.mikechurch.com. Our saint of the day is St. Therese of Lisieux. I prefer the monotony of obscure sacrifice to all ecstasies, to pick up a pin, for love can convert a soul. These are the words of Thérèse of Lisieux, a Carmelite nun called the Little Flower, who lived a cloistered life of obscurity in the convent of Lisieux, France, and her preference for hidden sacrifice did convert souls. Few saints of God are more popular than this young nun. Her autobiography, The Story of a Soul, is read in love throughout the world. Therese Martin entered the convent at the age of 15. She died in 1897 at the age of just 24. Life in a Carmelite convent is indeed uneventful and consists mainly of prayer and hard domestic work. But Therese possessed that holy insight that redeems the time. However dull that time may be, she saw in quiet suffering a redemptive suffering, suffering that was indeed her apostolate. Therese said she came to the Carmel convent to save souls and pray for priests, and shortly before she died she wrote, I want to spend my heaven doing good on earth. Therese was canonized in 1925. On October 19, 1997, Pope John Paul II proclaimed her a doctor of the church, the third woman to be so recognized in light of her holiness and the influence of her teaching on spirituality in the church. And speaking of the church, the Catholic Church is in a precarious cultural moment in history as it balances the need to stay true to its teachings, but also to live out its mission to be a welcoming church, as Pope Francis has emphasized. So writes Fox News. There's hardly a more reasonable voice out there to aid in the venture than Bishop Robert Barron, Bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Minnesota, writes the outlet. However, conservative Catholics have been heavily criticizing Pope Francis, calling on the Synod he's a fan of a Trojan horse that is bent on changing the Church's core teachings on gender, sexuality, and marriage. Because beyond his clerical position, Barron is the popular priest behind Word on Fire, a global Catholic ministry, and he also announced only recently he is one of the delegates chosen by Pope Francis to partake in the monumental event called the Synod on Synodality, which is taking place at the Vatican in Rome for most of October. The Synod on Synodality is the largest so-called readjusting perhaps of the Catholic Church, since Vatican II in the early 1960s. What's different is that these next few weeks of discussions not only involve men of the cloth, bishops, and priests, but many more lay leaders, women, and advocates for LGBTQ Catholics. Friar Gerald Murray, a canon lawyer and pastor of the Church of Holy Family in New York City, wrote about the Synod in The Catholic Thing. He said, It unapologetically calls into question various Catholic doctrines under the guise of listening to the Holy Spirit, who, remarkably, is somehow speaking through the complaints and criticisms of those who reject what the Church teaches and has always taught. Barron says ultimately the Church has to decide what it means to be a welcoming Church. Read the rest of the article on Fox Online. Send me your news tips to Janet at CrusadeChannel.com. Stay tuned to the Crusade Channel with live breaking news updates all day and the best live talk radio anywhere. You're listening to Crusade Channel News. I'm Janet Huxley for the Crusade Channel, seeking news and finding truth.